morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace with myself, Pete. Man, like Mo out here. So we. All right, we might be sounding somewhat different, um, and that's because we're actually not recording in person today. Mm. We're recording via Skype. Skype. So apologies if the if the quality dips a little bit, um, but hopefully the content remains. Yeah. Yeah. Good and classy, especially as Robert isn't here today. So <laughs> I like that classy because Robert isn't here. <laughs> You've always got to throw some sort of shot. It always has to be done. <laughs> Whoever's not here always gets it. Anyway, cool. I might start uh, paying attention to the podcast now, boy. <laughs> See what you let me say. Oh, saying oh about you it. definitely, you definitely get it. You definitely get it. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> All right, so sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to do what we did last time when it was just yeah, yeah. Cool. Should I throw my question first? Yeah. Oh, you're ready, boy. <laughs> well, you remember last week the question I asked? Yes. I yes. had a B part to it. Yeah. So of course I saved it. So my question was, um, I think along the lines of the 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 person who's well, the doctor who is experimenting with transforming, uh, well, with repurposing cells. Mm-hmm. And so taking cells, stem cells, and making one, well, I, I was extrapolating to where the technology could be, where for one person you take stem cells and you make a sperm, you make one sperm, one uh, um, egg, and you combine the two for that individual. Now, um, that would be some weird... Yes. Weird. Yes, it will be. Yeah. Because well, essentially you're cloning the person. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, you are. So yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be mad weird. It'll be mad weird. But the B part of the question is so genetic technology or even technology in general, as mm-hmm. it progresses, it gets or should I say science nowadays as it progresses gets more and more into the territory of denying the existence of God. Mm. Um, and we see this with medical technology, we see this with this sort of genetic technology that's coming along. Mm. However, at the same time, we see that the technology, it gets to a point where it's almost irresponsible to not use it. So the example of that would be something like vaccines. Mm. You know, I can imagine when they were first introduced, someone coming and saying, yeah, we're going to give your child this version of the disease that won't kill them, but prevent them from getting the real version of the disease, that won't make sense. And I'm sure it was fiercely, um, fiercely protested uh, until it was proven to be useful. Mm. And now if you don't get a vaccine, you're almost doing your child a disservice because you're mm. exposing them to things yeah. that they otherwise shouldn't be exposed to. So at what point with this sort of technology, you know, if they are to say, you know, if, if for instance, with the same sort of cell um, manipulation technology, I think one of the um, one of the forecasts was, you know, at some point it will be it will be um, it, it won't be necessary for the woman to carry the child for nine months because they can either move that process along or you know make that process more efficient or whatever if they do it outside. And so eventually it'll be a thing where if you are doing the nine months thing, you're almost being irresponsible 
because there are a better way of doing it. Mm. At what point do we, you know, do we draw the line and say we would, or should a Christian at some point say, I would rather do the irresponsible thing, you know, than do the technologically available thing? Mm. And that's that's a really fascinating question. Um, so um, there's a few few different approaches, a few different things that come to mind when you mentioned it. So um, I just finished reading a book that detailed um, throughout human history we've been adverse to change. Mm-hmm. So if anything happened that brings about drastic change, for the vast majority of the population, we view it with speculation. Mm-hmm. But we have a percentage who are known as the early adopters who will be up for this change. Yeah. And as they go up for the change, we almost use them as test dummies to see how the thing's going to work out, where the bugs are, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like when Windows com- comes out of a new update, we almost wait for the early adopters to take it, yeah. go through it, see what the bugs are, have Microsoft yeah. fix them, and then within six months, everybody else starts switching over. I mean, most recently, your best example would be the folding phones. Yeah. It's only going to be the early adopters that get yeah. their first batch. Yeah. And they'll work out the kinks. So, yeah. And so, even with um, contactless payment, yeah. everybody was um, concerned about like security risks and stuff like that. But we had early adopters, it's been tested. Now, pretty much everyone's on it. Um, the same there's still the risk <laughs> there's still the risk there's still the risk but equally mm. there's a risk to carry money around oh yeah okay yeah. and then we've got um, like with Google Dot and Echo early mm. adopters risks loopholes blah 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 but more mm. and more people are starting to adopt it mm-hmm. knowing these risks and stuff like that and so with every form of change throughout human history there's been early adopters risks and like people who have come on board afterwards so even with the microchips into the hand Mm. a lot of people have been sceptical but they've been early adopters yeah and there's still been people who have um who are coming along people are still sceptical and it's it's so that's one thing that i kind of want to put out the early adopters and everything that comes out new with every form of change there's like we're adverse to change so we're sceptical about it but there's always going to be early adopters and we Mm. almost look to them to validate whether we should go for it or not yeah. Um, and also science science seems I heard someone say that science is interested in the how not the who mm. and so it makes sense for science to be almost encroaching on what will be seen as sacred space for God um, because it, it, it's um, it's really concerned with how things work and so how is a baby made how are tissues formed? How is this happening? Um, how how are limbs regenerated, or how do limbs work? Let's make prosthetic limbs. Blah blah blah. And then it's like, and so with the curiosity around how we have been able to advance practically because we're figuring out how things work. Mm. Um, and so there's been tremendous pluses there, but there's also been cons. So there's been. Um, things that haven't worked so well because of that so even with the vaccination thing that you mentioned the con is that some people have been actually vaccinating um i heard i read a few stories about westerners vaccinating africans with diseases that actually with mothers that actually made them um, infertile Mm. 
so I think I think it was like female a female population within the race when they were within a country when they were being uh, inoculated as children the inoculations that were used rendered them infertile or less likely to become fertile when they were young older mm. and so that then was almost like population control yeah, yeah through vaccination yeah. and it's like yeah. that that's that's one con even through a plus and so whenever things happen there's always plus pros and cons and like um contactless it's a it's a pro but there's still cons and people are going to find loopholes to get around it yeah um so there's always going to be areas where it's just like this shouldn't be going this far um so i i personally almost draw a line when it gets to stepping so far in against the natural order of things Okay. So it would be like the natural order is or naturally the mother carries the baby for for nine months. And I don't believe that that's that's just something to be made more efficient. Mm. Um, Because it's almost like that in and of itself has a relevance. There's like a bond. There's like a... a, There's something that happens within that, not just... um, not just physically, as in, yes, the baby is growing, but there, there is a sense in which, like, something beyond that happens where there's emotional connections, that there is, there's, like, there is an exchange that happens beyond just passing the baby food. Okay. And I, I would argue um, for, like, the sanctity of that, where it's just, like, that... That is much is is much as much a part of the baby's development, and the mother's development, and the father's development as just there's a baby growing. Now I know that in some situations we've got like surrogate parents, um, we've got um, surrogate wombs and stuff like that. Where, the, where and this is almost stepping beyond. Um, that's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great it's it's a really grey area for me because it's like. There's so within the Bible, the Old Testament, there's mm-hmm. a section that says you shouldn't ask a mother what she's having because only God knows. Mm. And that statement is no longer true. Yeah, but I think because, contextually it was a bit because uh, I think that's in Isaiah. I believe so. I believe. But what, what the the reason I say that is the reason I say contextually is no longer true is because we have fiddled with technology to the point where we can do like ultrasounds stuff mm-hmm. that is external. So it's not like the mother knows intuitively what the no. baby is, mm-hmm. but because of technology, we're able to like pry into it. Okay. Yeah. In a way that we're then able to find out, and that that means of prying into it mm. is almost going against what we found in the Bible in terms of don't ask because only God knows. Mm, okay. And so some, someone can almost make the argument of not finding out the gender of your baby until it's born mm. because we're not meant to know because only God's meant to know. Okay. But we now know that ultrasounds and stuff like that are actually very beneficial. Mm. And again, it's like, it's not necessarily an efficiency thing, but it's just 
helping to find out if everything's okay with the baby and if, and if there's any way that we can help out. But yeah. you can then argue if the fetus is in some incubator somewhere for nine months, you'd be able to spot that very easily. Yeah. And you'd be able to, like, do the... Um, if there's any operations or anything that needs to be done, it can be done without any harm or effect to the mum. Mm. And so, like, for, on the all-round, it's, it's much safer, blah, 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 this and that. Um, and so there's ways in which you can argue it. I, I'm, I'm just a relational person. Okay. And so I would argue for the non-physical element of carrying a baby. Okay. Where it's that there is that relational connectivity where the baby is actually inside of you. Mm. And you You're can touch your kick. bump and you yeah, can feel it kick and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hearing the voices. And it's not like, yes. And so the baby gets to know your the mum's voice predominantly because mm. it hears you all the time. And like it just knows you instinctively and intuitively. Mm. And then you get to see the patterns of your baby, like when the baby's sleeping and stuff like that. Because it's almost, it's almost like you're living in a lucid dream. Mm. You know you're having a baby, but there's no evidence or no signs of it. And at nine months, bang, you're just handed the baby. And there's like, you don't know patterns. You're like, you, you, you're, you're essentially handed an alien. Because mm. there's something so... And, Alien in like the, the sense of the word in which it is something foreign, yeah, it is something it's, external, and it's just like this. This is your. It's just yeah. Mm. It's just taken out of the incubator, handed over to you, and it's just like well, now there's this, like this. This is where I'm, I'm actually getting to know this this child. But when the baby's inside of you, there's a sense of knowing even before you know the baby. Okay. So yeah, um, that's that's what I would argue for, and. I definitely agree in that technology or advancements within science is viewed skeptically or suspiciously until the effects of it is adopted widely as a positive. And so um, this will be viewed skeptically um, until it's proven, it's been proven to be more of a benefit than a negative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if I've answered it like satisfactorily, and but that's that's I think that's the best that I can do with the information that I have. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I think you 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 addressed you addressed the specific example of having a child, and I guess I can extend that to, you know, where there are where there are maybe unseen or unmeasured um, benefits or processes. Um, you 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 would not want to give those up uh, for the sake of some technological advancement, yes. like making, you know, having a relationship or even, you know, in yourself building up a, a, a rapport or a, an understanding of like a new child, even if the child's not participant in that process by virtue of the child being there uh, and kicking and waking you up and stuff like that. So that's fair. Okay. And even like the areas that I have seen this notion mm. is an anime okay. and obviously this this is just like hypothetical and stuff like that so the saiyan race were all yeah. incubators yeah but, dragon ball z yeah dragon ball yeah. z but they're all utilitarian mm. so it's very much like you have a purpose 
like from from birth they know right cool this is your iq this is your power strength level this is like the potential they're going to be this is where you're going to be and it's just like you're just funneled into that place go work Mm. um and i i see not necessarily a replication of that but i see this as a reminder that humans were made to be interconnected rather than independent we're meant to live communally and Mm. There is a move towards individualization of the of, of the community where mm, all, all mm. that really matters is you. Yeah. And so long as you are cool, forget everybody else, forgetting that we were built, we were made and created to live in, in the context of community. Mm. And that should and I believe that that should flow right through to conception, as it already does. Whether mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly, in terms of whether it was in a loving relationship or whether it was due to sexual assault or whatever it is, a baby is made by a community effort, even IVF and insemination and stuff like that, it's a community effort. Mm. Um, and then as the baby's in the womb, it's an it's, it's, it's a interdependent thing, where the baby is dependent on the mum to grow, to be fed, to be nurtured, and the mum learns to take care of and to look after something else other than, it, other than herself. And then there's this there's a sense in which there's like life is lived within the context of community through mm. the insemination and just, just yeah, the whole process. So I, I would like to preserve that okay. personally, no, not necessarily okay. looking at like scientific benefits and stuff like that. I'm just like, we shouldn't negate community. We shouldn't negate the interdependentness of, Na- the independent nature of um, humans. Mm. And not just humans, like the animal kingdom, like it's very interdependent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. I'm happy with that. Sweet. So, um, I had a question, but I hadn't formulated it properly. Okay. Um, so, and it's almost off the back of my question to you and I. Mm. So this this one's from the book of Acts. Okay. And um, so the question is, throughout the book of Acts, we see a lot the statement um, prominent women. Okay. Um, so Paul going to a city or a town or whatever, and he would preach, and it was. That's that's what I wanna this this is it, yes, this is it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So switch, switch. So the question is, in the book of Acts, we see a lot of people, so case on point, Cornelius, the Roman centurion, mm-hmm. who believed and his whole household was baptized. Okay. Yeah. So and this was from Paul, the whole the Holy Spirit filling his whole household. Um, and also he had a Roman jailer who believed that his whole household was baptized. And we had um, the woman who was going out to fetch water when mm-hmm. Paul and another, one of, another one of his disciples were there. They preached to him. I think her name is Tabitha. They preached to her and she, was, she believed and her and her household were baptized. Mm. Um, so if we hold the notion of... Um, like your salvation only counts for you, mm. not your offspring, not your wife, not your dad, no one associated to you, just you. Mm. 
how do we reconcile that one person believes and their whole household was baptized? Mm. I mean, okay, so I, f- I threw you in it with this one. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no! It's actually quite comfortable because I think. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. <laughs> well, I mean, my first, my first uh, point would be I haven't extensively studied the New Testament yet. Yeah. It's it's in the books. So it will I will get there, but. Um, uh, not as extensively. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's on the list, but not as extensive extensively as of yet. However, I think um, the first thing that came to mind was just because the whole being baptized doesn't mean you're being you're saved. Mm. Um, so that's mm-hmm. the first thing is you know just because everyone got baptized doesn't mean everyone got saved. Um, and I say that you know in today's context, there's a lot of us that. Um, would go and get baptized because your friends getting baptized or because the church has put the pressure on the youth to get baptized and so being baptized in and of itself doesn't mean you are you are saved Mm. Um, but also um, being baptized uh, I think can go without saying so now I'm I'm, uh, speculating a bit again because I haven't read it and I haven't like gone into the original Greek or whatever but being baptized in and of itself was a public declaration of something. Mm-hmm. So that one person believed and the whole household got baptized, I think almost could be interpreted as, you know, it's, it's just missing out the statement of everyone else also believed. It could also, it could just mean that once that first person got b- believed, everyone else also believed and also made this declaration that, you know, they they um, believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and thus are killed um, killed with him and risen from the from the grave mm. as well. And it could just be a you know a literary omission of saying that extra bit. But by saying they were baptized, with baptism in and of itself being a declaration, we could be just skipping the point where they mm. go and then you know make that mm. declaration. So mm. that doesn't necessarily. Um, yeah, rule out that they believed. That, that rule out yeah. that they believed, yeah. But I think originally I would say, you know, that they um, that they uh, that they were baptized doesn't mean they're saved, but that they were baptized could also mean that they were saved and therefore mm. got baptized. Do you know what? Because that the second argument mm. holds a lot of weight. Like the both the the second argument holds a lot of weight um, simply because that's a consistent theme throughout it. So it might have been like a literary uh, linguistic technique or yeah. something that he did intentionally. Yeah. yeah. But I know that in terms of Cornelius, it said that the Holy Spirit fell on the entire household where mm. all of them were speaking in tongues. And mm. so it's like, it was, an ev- it was evidence that they had received the Holy Spirit and so they had believed, which mm. brings me in mind of the Anglican tradition. I think it's Catholic tradition as well, baby in- uh, baptisms. Baptisms, yeah. Where they... Go based on this um, n- uh, narrative, where it's like the parents believe, and so we're baptizing the children as well under the parents' mm-hmm. faith. Um, but they also go a step further. So when the children make it their own, then they do a confirmation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like you're confirming your your baptism. You don't need to be baptized again. You just need to mm-hmm. do your confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, which then is interesting, and, and it's almost. Um, being baptized in the Holy Spirit was different from being baptized in water. In water yeah. And so, obviously, they, in terms of Cornelius, there was a plan and a purpose there in that God was showing Peter to not call unclean what he is called clean. Mm. 
And so God, the Holy Spirit fell on them and then he baptized them with water. But just the baptism of water is, was always attributed to John the Baptist's baptism. Mm. Not, so yeah, okay, this is interesting. It's got, it's got my mind thinking. So yeah, I'm just, so yeah, I like, mm. I like your second answer. Um, and I like the caveat from the first answer as well. So <laughs> yes. So cool. All right. So that's sorry, that's sorry. I think next week we should bombard Robert with some hard ones because um, automatically he's in the seat next week. <laughs> I am going to like do the best questions <laughs> I can research. from the book of Revelations. Just <laughs> give it. Yeah, now I'm talking. I'll try uh, and be gracious when he makes mistakes. Sure. All right. So, um, full disclosure, Robert was supposed to. We didn't know Robert wasn't coming, so I haven't actually even thought of um, a topic per se. But I was thinking, um, because I think it was this week, the past week that Boris Johnson got officially elected um, as mayor. Mm -hmm. So since, you know, part of this podcast is, you know, Christian's response to things going on, I just want to know what your... your, what your response is, if any, to the fact that, you know, we now have Boris Johnson as our prime minister. The British not, not to the get, Trump. Well, exactly. <laughs> Trump saying, I think it was Trump that says they're calling Britain Trump. Yeah, but they call, yeah. Yeah, not not to say we're a political podcast by any means. Yeah. But I think, you know, we are, by virtue of being in the country, we are affected. Yeah. And, uh, we can have an yeah. opinion. Um, what, what's yours? So, um... I think with Boris, mm. his political history is what, and I haven't, and it's, it's like this with anything, even as you said, in terms of curating feeds and what you're exposed to mm. and stuff like that. And even it's the dramatic that makes the news. Mm. Um, so like, it was Boris that came with the Boris bikes, right? It wasn't just named after him for Bance. No, I think I think it was during his uh, administration. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it's like for the most part, what we've what I have heard from Boris is like has been the the negative things. Mm. So him being fired from a position, him like not being able to control his hair, um, <laughs> just a whole bag of other things that didn't quite go well. Mm. Um, but there's been time, and hopefully there's been growth. Hopefully. Mm. Obviously, now there's still been things that people are pointing to in terms of you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. Um, but from our, from our conversations, I'm very mindful of my feed has been curated by my likes. Mm. And I, I haven't done the things that you do where you intentionally go to the opposite and then follow some of those to mess up the algorithm and stuff. Mm. So the stuff that I see is very much in line with what I've always been drawn to. Mm, 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 um, so, uh, by the way, just to say, I think it's powerful when people recognise that. Like, just the mm, fact that you recognise that, even if you don't, you know, mess up the algorithm or whatever, the fact that you know, I think is is, is significant. I think people should know that as well. But, mm, yeah, carry on. So, so um, most of what I have heard about him and from him hasn't sat very well. Mm. Um, but my wife's, my father-in-law, my father-in-law was very, was very much like the person who God wanted in place. The, like we, 
it is God who puts people into power. Mm. It is God who mm. allows people to get into power. Yeah. And the Bible says, pray for your kings and your leaders and stuff, because it's God who has put them there. Mm. And pray that they may reflect and do what God wants them to do. Mm. And so he's like, God has put whoever he wants in there, so it's our job to now pray for him. Mm. And mm. that, for me, was very sobering. Because it's very much like you can either complain about the situation or you can pray and do something about the situation. Mm, mm, um, mm. So, yeah, for me, it's very much like, okay, this, from what I've been hearing, this is a call <laughs> for prayer and intercession. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but it's mm. very much like, even if it was to decon, it would still be a, a moment of prayer and intercession, even with Jeremy Corbyn or whoever, because mm. we know that the higher you get, the more eyes are on you and the more people are almost trying to make you fall. Yeah. Um, so even if you're the best person, people are always going to try to find something to make you fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just, it's just a real reminder of just prayer and intercession on his behalf mm. that we're able to do things. And it's like, so when Trump came into power as well, it was very much the mixed bag of opinions. Mm. very much a mixed bag mm. of opinions mm. people are like oh yeah like he's the first overtly christian blah 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 and i'm like but he's doing things that don't really reflect <laughs> jesus and but it's like he you understand their quote a few verses badly and they're mate, mate mate <laughs> you, you could be singing like i'm drinking watermelons and if you don't know what i'm drinking watermelons mean then good <laughs> for you but she is married um and then like sprinkle a couple of scripture here here and there mm. on, on your on your feed and people are like, yeah, nah, she's Christian. Christian yeah. Um but um he he's he's actually done some good things. Like I don't mm. agree with all of his policies. Mm. Like I'll just I don't agree with all of his policies. I don't Wait, who, with, like, who are you referring to? I'm Trump talking about or... Trump right now, mm. Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with all of his policies. I don't really agree with like the demonization of people groups and like mm. the exclusion of people groups and like mm. just ostracizing them and stuff. I don't believe in that. Yeah. Um but we cannot deny the good things that he has done. Yeah. yeah. We have to we have to have a sober view of this person where it's like he's not all bad. Mm-hmm. He might, we might think that he's like 75% bad, but we still need to recognize the 25% good that is there. Mm. Um, and it's just got me looking at Boris in a position of, let's see what you're going to do. Mm. Like, we're not happy about it. We might have picked somebody else, but let's see what you're going to do. Mm. Yeah, and, I think, yeah. That's a, yeah, no, I think, I think. What you mentioned as well with uh, your father-in-law is very important because I think if you if you're asking for the Christian response to uh, leadership selection in a circular, largely circular um, society, I think that that needs to be remembered and maybe isn't remembered enough um, that God is still the one that places people where He places them, even when they aren't necessarily Christian. Um, you know, you think of Cyrus in the Old Testament. You think of um, some of the people that God uses. You know, they're they're not always all Christians. Sometimes He uses the you know the ball worshiping uh, people to to further His goals because mm. it just continues to show that He is sovereign over all. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's definitely really important, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it as well because I think for me my my response, and I've, I've expressed this on the podcast like a couple of weeks back, was um, 
recognizing firstly recognizing why they're being selected mm. and recognizing that you know at some point like with with us being in this whole um brexit debacle it's such a crazy situation that you require a crazy person to do it yeah and and so of the people that were standing forward or the people that came forward he was the most likely to be crazy enough to do it it was, that that much was clear from you know just his rhetoric and the fact that he was a true lever um whereas you know may was may voted remain uh, and then had to take up the leave which i i really still don't get but um mm. you know he he was the one that presented and and uh the the most maybe confidence that okay maybe if anyone's going to get us through this time it will be him kind of thing he might just be crazy enough to do it um so that was the first thing but then secondly recognizing that look at the end of the day if if we especially believe that God's in control then you know it's just a matter of as you said as the bible says praying for our leaders and praying for him because he's now in power you know and it's just a matter of praying and then when the general election comes along maybe going to vote and vote for whoever you want to be in that's that's yeah that's for real um but following on from that the the second thing i wanted to look at was i think so a lot of I, i'm realizing now that a lot of european um like regulations and stuffs are stuffs that's not word i love european <laughs> regulation is very very stringent and actually protects us from a lot like i'm looking specifically at even like the foods because mm. the quality of food that is allowed to go on the shelf you know yeah you'll get the outliers where it's sometimes really bad or you know you get horse meat in tesco but even that when it comes out they're forced to come out and say it mm-hmm. but if you look at some places like america or some of these places they don't have half of those regulations mm. and once we leave the eu if we don't take some of which it's looking like we won't you know we we might be exposed to all of that nonsense as well how do you feel about you know maybe gmos and stuff like that becoming much more prominent on the shelves of your sainsbury's or your iceland's when you go to buy your food stuffs i'm going gone for the organic food no um no Yo, um, the chinese are going to make rice with plastic with plastics mate it's it's ridiculous it's not Yo, like that, that was super racist i apologize <laughs> dude the videos that i've seen the, the videos that i have seen the evidence is the chinese feeding the these problem. bags into the, machine, the into the machine this is the problem some of the chinese anyway and yeah. so yeah it's just i think the world is broken corruption lies everywhere and mm. no place we're going to go to is going to be 100% good um so that with the brexit there are going to be things that are bad um but there was, i believe there's also going to be a good element to it as well now whether the good outweighs the bad or the bad outweighs the good or there's an, or there's an equilibrium i don't I, i cannot say in terms of the food i believe that i would hope that britain has enjoyed the uk has enjoyed this like that standard and i'm hoping that it's become it's become like the standard mm. but i know that some people are like ah this is good enough it'll do you can go out um i mean the other factor that the factor is cost isn't it because the yeah. standard is so high you know we've been kind of protected with some of these standards but the costs have been also high for that reason but it's because we are forced to do it once you remove that standard then 
you know, you're looking at, yeah, you can still buy your organic, but you can also buy this super cheaper one. So I'm, I'm wondering, mm. um, so the British standard, so like if you buy like a plug, for mm-hmm. example, a plug is made to at least a British standard. Yeah. Um, and then there's like different stuff that it needs to meet. Mm. Um, I heard something about the British standard being higher than the European standard. In some areas, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and so, by virtue of manufacturers within the UK meeting the British standard, they have exceeded, they've met and exceeded the European standards. Mm. Um, so I don't know if the British standards are going to be um, adjusted to reflect the drop. Right. Um, I mean, the reason I, I think of it is because you hear rumblings of this sort of, um, like, I think Trump tweeted, you know, your special deals once we come out of Brexit, you know, between the US uh, and the UK. So it's, it's stuff like that that makes me wonder if we will drop our high standard yeah. you know, for stuff like I, that. We, we might get, we might get the, the actual sizes of the Big Macs now. Which is not a good thing, mate. <laughs> Dude, for five pound it is. Um, when you're oh rah, our neighbor's having a princess party. That's dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, when you become a parent, it's just like these That's stuff that stands out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, when you go to the McDonald's in Europe, it's much yeah. more healthier than when you when you're in London. Really? Yeah, it's much more. It's much healthier. Okay. I, I um, can't say Yeah. So I think. Gelade mentioned that he was out. He was yeah, in Amsterdam or something, yeah, and he had yeah, a vegetarian yeah. burger. Yeah, and it was it was like amazing. Yeah, um, he, he put I think I think Gems and I went to either Portugal or Spain, yeah. and we went to McDonald's, and like you get a fruit smoothie with your milk. Okay. And it, it wasn't even like, and I'm not saying a fruit smoothie then makes all them all them calories healthy, but I was like, the <laughs> milk. Was, mentality. <laughs> I, I put lettuce on it; it's healthy. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but like, the meal was overall much healthier. The portion was a bit bigger, but the meal itself was overall much like much healthier. Um, and there was other bits of it that was much healthier. So yeah, it's it's a weird one. Mm. I do think. For us who have got like the insights of what used to be back in my day, <laughs> we had fans that actually worked. Um, I think for us there'll be a lot of comparison. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if if it will be a good thing. Um, yeah, it's 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 a real like unknown time. Yeah, yeah, it's a time of real unknown. But I think. I personally am in a I'm in a position where I'm like I am watching and but I am ready to adapt to however the climate kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to to be mindful of it. Yeah. To take away. Yeah. Because mm. yeah, it's like I hadn't thought about food. I hadn't thought about like just how things will change in general. I know that there's a lot of like companies international companies starting to shut down oh yeah um yeah. especially manufacturing that's, this yeah that's, that's, like that's been happening for months yeah. where it's just yeah we, we don't know what the climate is going to be like and so we just can't risk 
being forced out. Mm. So we're almost having to take calculated chances to be able to go somewhere else and be able to run productions there, which is then hitting jobs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and so it's very much like all of this aggro to leave. But we're almost going to have to like invest back into the infrastructure that we've, as a democracy, mm. voted to, to ruin. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think people have... I think we all did. We um, underestimated just how much of an impact it would have. Mm. So, yeah. Um, That's an understatement. <laughs> I listened to a, a podcast called Brexit Cast, and there, wow. as, as, part, well, as part of their intro, they've got a sound clip from, I think it was like a, one of the EU, um, what's it called? EU uh, parliament members or something mm-hmm. or some politician and his <laughs> in this sort of Russian accent he was like I I wonder what it is that special place in hell looks like <laughs> for those wow. that suggested Brexit without his idea of how to go about it <laughs> wow I'm so jokes here but yeah yeah I think we definitely did underestimate and I yeah. think that one um rather severely as well yeah mm. okay um i think maybe last last bit kind of hanging off the edge of you know new sort of relationships between us and and uk and all of that but almost on a sidestep kind of thing we recent well i don't know if you recently heard but you might have heard of the huawei issues that they were having because um, Trump called them out and banned mm-hmm. them, um, which it seems like they're kind of um, they're kind of you know stepping back on that. Mm-hmm. But then I was also coming out that Huawei were doing deals with countries that had sanctions on them, like China, um, for you know UN sanctions, and they were still doing deals with them. Uh, but with stuff like um, GDPR. Mm-hmm. Which has resulted in you know which which looks after our, our digital safety us yes. coming out of the European Union again you know stuff like that we might not necessarily have access to so what are your thoughts on your digital safety um, because that's that's an aspect as well that we end up getting covered you know blanket covered by a lot of these things which come out of, of Europe, which to be fair, most of them are just them running scared, but end up covering us a, a little bit. Um, once we come out and, you know, you've got your special relationships with the US, etc., a lot of that might just go down. So mm. are you, have you thought about that or what do you think you will do to keep yourself dig- dig- digitally secure? Do you know what? GDPR was such a pain when it first came out. Um, <laughs> especially yeah. coming from a position of like working in youth work where we had to become digitally compliant yeah and not even just youth work but rise and scribes just having to become mm. digi- uh, having gdpr compliant oh yeah, yeah. Well, that would that, hit you guys yeah huh? ensuring that all of the information that we had um was acquired through the right channels and blah blah mm. blah like yeah Anonymized, um, yeah, yeah. Like places where we kept them and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. Mailchimp yeah. and everything, just seeing what Mailchimp were doing with their stuff. Um, yeah. and so it was, it was a real headache. 
But I think it's the one good thing, even if we do move away from it, the one good thing is that it's made everyone, or it's made more people mm. more aware, aware. Yeah. of yeah, what information they, they have lingering, why they should give it, how they should go about getting it back, blah, 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 blah. GDPR has been vote. Then, yeah. But I do think that GDPR has been widely adopted. Oh, yeah. And so... Not that we're going to go back, but it's it, it would almost be backwards to not comply with it, even when we're out out of the European Union. Oh, I mean, not even like not even just GDPR, but what what I was saying with that was because Europe is such a large player, and all of them agreed we need GDPR. You've got your big companies like Facebook, you know, mm. saying we can't just make one version for Europe, one version for US. Yeah. So we're going to have to comply everywhere. And that's how everyone got sort of covered by it. Mm-hmm. But where you've got UK leaving and you've got these sort of silly um, relationships, you know, you've got, it, it just makes a bigger case for maybe we won't care oh, about. coming rogue. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a possibility. Mm. Especially with like Uncle Trump um, <laughs> floating about and Uncle Boris. Mm. Um, you, we absolutely have no idea what, what's going mm. to, to happen. I think, yeah, this, this is so weird. It's such a weird one. Um, because there's, it's just a question mark. Mm. Brexit was a question mark in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, still is. And then it's, and then we've got like the question mark has just got an exclamation point after it with Boris Johnson now. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's, it's such. Yeah, I'm I'm just lost for words. Where it's just, mm. I I don't know what to do. But yeah. and the thing is, the for me the reality is I don't care enough to follow politics. <laughs> That's mm. just the reality. And yeah. It's like, I know that there's an importance, there's a relevance to actually go through it, but I'm like, the, there's a lot of work for me to do on the ground to keep things running for myself. Mm. Um, now, it might make sense to just invest like five minutes into the news, into politics, to find out how things happening on the top level are going to be affecting me in the near future, mm. um, and then almost plan accordingly and not be so reactionary mm. um, when things kind of come into play. Um, but I'm at, a, I'm at a position currently where these decisions haven't, I haven't really felt the impact of these decisions. Mm. And I think because I have been so adaptable at what I've been doing. And so as soon as something happens, I'm able to just think around it and just come up with something else and keep it moving. Um, so yeah, I think this, this conversation has been almost like a a reminder to just pay attention to mm. what's happening wider and to yeah pay attention to what's happening wider and just um just pray pray into it yeah i mean i i wouldn't say i'm a political expert at all because i still will defer but i i know people who are interested and i think i take the i think it's not everyone will follow the news and I don't follow mm. the news as much and you know I think 
it's not necessary for everyone to follow the news. But I think people should be, just as you said, everyone should be aware. And I think especially with Brexit coming, like people should be mindful of some of the things that they may be losing, they may be gaining with, you know, um, with the UK leaving the cover of the EU. And I think maybe the, the main point I want to drive home is the EU did provide a lot of cover that we might be losing, so they should pay attention, really. Um, that, I think, is, 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 a, is, is my takeaway. Yeah. Cool. Um, unless you've got anything else to add to that. Nah, this, this has been a very political <laughs> <It has. laughs> episode. I'm tapped out. <laughs> All right. Uh, hookups. <laughs> I'm tapped out. Um, I think my hookup would be mm. my fitness pal. Ah, yeah, I this, yeah. Um, which is a dope app. Um, and I don't even, like, I'm not even recommending it just for people who are trying to lose weight or trying to, like, li- live more of a healthy lifestyle. Mm. But more so for everyone to just be able to have more of a of an overview of what they put into their body, yeah. like food. Because mm. it's like, it, it's literally got, everything well not everything it's got quite a lot of foods and stuff for already on it and if you're eating something that has the barcode you can scan the barcode into the app and it'll tell yeah. you like how many calories what's the regular portion size and stuff like that and you can fluctuate it mm. it's going to get your age your weight your height and stuff like that and it's going to tailor make how many calories you should be ta- eating on a regular basis based on um your like activity, your lifestyle your and, your activity age, yeah. and stuff yeah and then you're able to just have more of a understanding of how much you're putting into your body and um if that's healthy or if you're overeating or undereating and stuff like that based on your goals and everything so yeah i'll say Mm. my fitness pal Mm. Mm. cool my hookup would be a warning Um, (laughs) in in view of you know the conversation we've sort of had Mm -hmm. i think uh i don't know if you heard of face app yes recently so the face up thing, um, there was a bit of hula baloo about it being from Russia and also about the terms and conditions saying that we can use your picture for whatever we want, whenever we want, in whatever means we want, without having to pay you at all. Mm. Uh, and that was literally in the terms and conditions. Um, now it turns out there's nothing to really panic about in that it's not necessarily a Russian app. I think the work the guy that made it worked for Microsoft at some point or something like that. Um, but my warning would be to I think it's unrealistic to say read the terms and conditions. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but to be mindful, you know, if you can if you can skim it, if you can check the reviews or something, like be be mindful and also the with the terms and conditions with stuff like gdpr now you know they have to tell you if they want access to certain parts of your phone if you install mm. an app mm-hmm. so you know be mindful to that if, if if you're installing an app like you know an app to apply certain filters to your instagram videos and the app wants access to your calls and call history maybe that's not necessary so like, just don't blindly grant permissions or sign terms and conditions, um, you know, really, really, um, really, really something. What's that word? Dilly, dally, willy, willy, dally? <laughs> willy, nilly. 
willy nilly. Yes, yes, you know. Yeah, don't, 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 don't approach that willy nilly. Just where you can, you know, pay attention because some of these, you know, some of these uh, apps and some of these, um, uh, um, yeah, terms and conditions are a bit dodgy, and it'll be good to to catch those ones out. Yeah. Cool. Yes, sir. All right. Um, next week, hopefully, uh, Robert should be here. Hopefully, this audio isn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, thank you guys for bearing with us. Uh, you can find us on all podcasting websites and platforms by searching for the Blacksmith Furnace. Um, you can email the email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.co.uk. Apparently, Robert keeps a keen eye on the email for um, fan mail, so please send him something informing him of how. Uh, not awesome he is um, shout out to Rude for the intro and the outro shout out to Carmen Turner for the other amazing logo um, anything else to plug Mal? Um the blog you your me. blog hmuseh.tumblr.com yeah um, I don't think Robert's doing anything in particular uh, <laughs> no no it's like to plug to plug he ain't doing anything with his life. <laughs> <laughs> he plugged his uh, pastor's uh, blog. Yeah, he did, he did. Checking. No, his pastor does animation, actually. And then there was another couple oh, so that they had a blog, yeah. So Does animation? Yeah, I think his his, uh, his um, Mark, or, oh God, I'm going to get this wrong again. Mark or Matt, <laughs> his pastor basically um, has a YouTube channel uh, for... Hold on, there's someone knocking on the door, hold on. Cool. You might need to sign out on my behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do check that out. Uh, I will, I will confirm. But no, thank you guys for listening. And this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Fresh.